Welcome back to another episode of the Funky Monkeys and the Wizards. <laughs> I'm your host, Orion Pazeski, and you are about to listen to a conversation I have with my friends Mariana Pestron, Pedro Cucheron, Sturdell, Robin T. On the topics of floating, lucid dreaming, addiction, addiction rehabilitation, festivals, virtual reality, goggle therapy, lystrope therapy, psychedelic raw balls, and so forth. And now listen to this song, baby. <laughs> Feeling good at And then it ended up being down for one month, and now I'm at actually being able to stand up again from a really, really harsh uh, disappointment after three days. Wow! So it's like you know, this is and about this hacking with the yourself. Of floating. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's with yeah. the practice of uh, uh, of the mindfulness, and I think that a lot of people uh, woke up after taking psychedelics. But what's different with me is that I just started a practice. And mm. then I involved myself in it, and then I tried psychedelics, wow. which so is not the same it? thing anymore. What was it you started? Like, was the it first try? Yeah, was it like meditation and stuff you started off with? Was or was oh, it the first of all, I, I suddenly uh, just stopped eating meat. That's what happened. <laughs> okay. Um, because I, I could, yeah, that now it's crazy. And uh, then suddenly my vibe and my whole energy started changing. All right. Uh, so that was the first thing, and right around the corner from there, <coughs> I uh, ended up at the Blitz concert, yeah, and uh, yeah. a friend of mine, who is now one of my uh, best friends, but I didn't know him then, he right. was playing, and he had his own drum and bass sub pub uh, event happening, mm. uh, which is my favorite uh, mm. nowadays. And I've never heard drum and bass before, and I don't know if you're so mm. familiar with drum and bass, but it's the drumming of it. Mm-hmm. I, c- I could connect to electronic music or techno or whatever, but it's the drumming in drum and bass. And I remember just standing there and be like, this is my vibe. This is my mm-hmm. And then everything just started making sense. And then I met someone who was into lucid dreaming. So we started dating and he started guiding my, me through uh, the whole practice of Lucid it. dreaming. So yeah. we started, you know, we you, you've been, so lucid, what, what is this like? It's kind of a walk uh, out of uh, yourself uh, while sleeping, happily dreaming, but being conscious about it. And what they say that you can do with lucid dreaming is actually travel through 
air and atmosphere and you can you can know what's happening if you're really good at lucid dreaming you can know what's happening in another city in another uh, in another uh, country mm. while you're still so you can actually visit people while you're at lucid dreaming so it's kind of a travel through another type of energy circle or parallel with your conscious mind and leaving your body behind so is it like waking up in your own dream or is it not like that. I would yes. say it's a first practice that like in, in the beginning oh, that is what you do you start controlling <laughs> dreams you start and then you, you know when you if you do something scary in a dream you very often you wake up instead yeah but if you start being conscious within your dreaming you can start controlling it so you can start controlling the story and then you just have a whole so uh, it's kind of like the matrix where you just get a practice room Hmm. I think that my, my dreams were like practicing, so then you wake up and you're in a room, you understand it's a dream, but you hold yourself from waking up, so you're conscious within your dream, and then you have the whole world, then you can be like, behind this door I want this to happen, so you can control yeah. whatever is going on, because if you, are, if you have a lot of fantasy, yeah. you, your mind is only the limit of what can happen in that room. So imagine that right now, you are in a dream, like... Mm-hmm. This is, e- this is an easy way to explain it. <laughs> Alright, so, this is the example. Like, right now, you would have to try to realize that you might be in a dream. Um, let's say this is a dream and you realize that. Um, Could that be as real as this? Yeah. Could be, yes. Could no, be. it is. Have that's, you experienced that's, that's, you guys Yeah, I've experienced that. Okay. It was as real as now. That was my lucid dream. Mm. Yes. And I was very confused about that because. Mm. Because it was inside my mind. And you never and know how you got there, so you suddenly you're just coming in a dream. Yeah. And then you, when you understand that this is a dream, what do you do? Yeah. So what, what would be your first reaction is to panic. Yeah. But if you panic, then you're just going to wake up, right? So you're going to lose the dream or the mm. line that we're on right now, for example. Mm. Okay. So don't panic and just relax and just understand that you're in a dream. Okay, so you understand that you're in a dream. What can you do with it? Mm. Where can you guide it? You know, what can you see, what can you build, what can you create? And the funny thing is, the dream around you is you. It is your mind, literally, in a lucid dream. So, I had this thing where I love to connect with objects around me and lift them with my mind. And the thing is, like, inside a lucid dream, I could feel those objects because it was me and they were just like, it was like lifting my arm. Wow, okay, so physically... When I woke up, I tried the same thing, I had no connection. Mm. I was like, mm, god damn it, we're so good in there. <laughs> and it's like, I, I had this thing where like, I wanted to get to my dream base, I tried to make a dream base. Mm-hmm. And I was on a mission, like I would draw lines midair, open just a door, and imagine that on the other side, my dream base would be. Um, and one time, I, I, op- like I made a, a door, open, open the door, and then I saw the dream base door, I knew it was there. It was like a big abyss, and it was like a like a horror girl staring at me in the abyss. I was like, mm, okay, <laughs> and, uh, and I was like I saw her staring at me, and I just like oh, pretended shit, yeah. her not to be there. So I just like snuck past her while she was intensely watching me. I was like, not there, not there. <laughs> and then I went to the door and I woke up. And yes, I saw like a beautiful landscape. Like there was a window and it was floating above the clouds. And you see sort of like uh, a, a sunset. Uh, over the clouds, and then they're like, yeah, some fancy technology hovering around. Then I saw the main room, which I really want to get to, uh, and then I was, I was trying for that, I woke up. Mm. 
Okay. That's so, the thing that you can get too excited too. Yeah, and you have and to you be get like too sen. excited. Yeah, because you have to be sad because you have to be in control of not actually waking up while you're in it. See, that's exactly. that's exactly what, what would happen to me. Like mm -hmm. I. I I've come in touch with that world that you're talking about where you all of a sudden just kind of like, oh, shit, I'm dreaming. Mm -hmm. And then as soon as that happens to me, two, two or three times in my life, I just, everything just like DMT yeah. starts vibrating. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah. pulled yeah. out. Yeah. But that it's is exactly what's happening. You, I have that feeling when I'm floating. When I'm in that room, that is what's happening. If I start waking up and I'm like, no, I'm losing control. And then you just, uh, you, yeah. you, you, you Hold on a second, how long have you been working at floating? I and started working only five, uh, five weeks ago, but five. I started uh, floating uh, like a year ago. Really? So uh, you've mm. just been a fanatic and then the thing all of a sudden that, you yeah, just the thing got is the job there. People kind of people, this is like a family business, so it's a guy mm. with his wife and two kids mm. who are having it. And they just want to be home with the kids on the night time. So what they have set up is like, I think it's like five people of us who are there at from four till eight. Mm. It's only three appointments. Uh, so the only thing you have to do is clean the tanks mm. and uh, put on buttons. Yeah. And we do that so it's four hours uh, a week and then mm. we float for free yeah. after that. And they also have a Pandora star in there. Pandora and Pandora star. star, yeah, it's like a new uh, technology that is uh, made with uh, like, I think it's like different 20 programs inside it. And all of the light yeah. settings are programmed to Pandora Star. It's called. Okay. So all of the light settings are programmed to uh, to um, uh, to hit like special brain waves in your head. So you can get like a program. I tried it yesterday. It so you can really? get like a program that is called uh, LSD. So the thing is that you're gonna get a psychedelic experience being sober only based on the lights and uh, the mindfulness okay so and you can uh, and cool. the programs are like it this is so cool because the programs oh are like basically 20 minutes or something so you have lsd program a yeah. friend of mine tried it yesterday and he's like he got so real that i freaked out uh so uh, uh so Ooh. and then uh, yeah oh. and we have like happy Pandora and then star. you have relaxed so you can go in and if you're not having a good day, you can put out a program on 25 minutes on happy and the lights will uh, manipulate your brain waves to make you feel like, to to, ha to give you that feeling of happiness that you would feel when, for example, seeing Whoa, whatever, Pandora star. Yeah, so, you can, so you can do the Oslo Floating Yeah, thing? at the Oslo Floating Center, yeah. Whoa. It's really, they have a really nice membership now. It's 350 for one float and one Pandora star. Hmm. And uh, and then 50 of the kroners are going to a selected charity of their choosings. Hmm. But they have a program, and I saw this yesterday. Uh, this yeah. is so cool. It's called Deep. It's three hours. I oh. tried four minutes yesterday, and on you know... Pandora yeah, yeah. Because uh, And then you put on music, obviously, and you oh. go into like a strand while the lights are just... You just lay there with your closed eyes, and then it just opens like uh, color portals in your head. No. So, <laughs> Yo, that's today. The, the cool Dude, thing though is so that the uh, yesterday I put myself under for four minutes and it felt like thirty seconds. So you have the same time as you would have at the psychedelic uh, experience. Mm -hmm. That time flies actually a lot faster when you're high, right? Yeah. So you have the same thing. So I'm just thinking, you know, because what I started floating at the floating center because I wanted to do more than one hour session. Mm. Because what I'm practicing on now, if I'm if I like yesterday, I was in for thirty minutes. Because I couldn't this? get mm. into my place, no? okay. and then I just gave up and I okay. didn't make it. Yeah. But yeah. after three or four hours, you can go in there, and I've been in there for like a longer time, and mm. you come out of your experience, 
and the feeling is could have been gone for five minutes could have been gone for five hours could have been gone for five days i have mm. no idea you lose tie, track of time if you do it in the right way if you know how to go wow. out that door is so, it so listen, we can we can book this now we can call yes of course and yes of course it's only two tanks Two times, okay. So it's only oh. two and two. Okay. So hey, how long is the waiting this, uh, list, or can we book in? That's a, in like some days it's fully booked. Some days, like yesterday, I had uh, five uh, appointments. So yesterday, uh, uh, this uh, dude that I'm seeing, he stopped mm. by, and I gave him twenty minutes when the Pandora star and had him in the floating center. So like you know, this is how I uh, because now it's been really harsh with the projects, and I've asked for a lot of favors lately because yeah. I'm just in a startup. So I have to ask people to help me because there's a lot of things that I don't know. I don't know the technician side of it. Yeah. I don't know. I have a lot of ideas, but I can't be sitting on my computer every day because then I'm not creative and then nothing will happen either way. You know what I mean? Yeah. This sounds amazing. So, um, you go and book one of these tanks for three hours. Yes, you can. Mm. And then, uh, but, but the thing is that uh, every time I'm at the floating center, I have friends who are doing me favors. They come in and they get one free throw for me. And that is just paying itself. I mean, it's fantastic. Everyone is appreciating it so much. And also, it's so relaxing. You have the mindfulness. You have the body is actually like, it feels like you're like in your mom's womb and it, at the space at the same time. And your body is adjusting itself. And I talked to my masseuse and he was a part of a program for uh, four years ago when floating came to Oslo. He was a part of a program because he was like a professional um, athlete. And they said that floating can reduce your time of uh, uh, reduction. Restitution. Restitution, yeah, exactly. Restitution. So what they found out after trying everything out is that what? restitution, yeah. if you have been working out a lot, your body okay. needs restitution. It needs to rest so that okay. you can build up oh, the yeah, muscles. Yeah, right, right, right. yeah, so if you're an athlete, you work out a lot and you need yeah. a lot of restitution, okay. right? But what they found out is that floating, one what hour of floating... One hour of floating is the same as six hours restitution within sleep. Wow. Yeah. Mm, wow. So I've been so, discussing uh, this floating with some other friends, and we, I, I think that floating will be as normal in Oslo in a couple of years as solariums are today. Yeah, mm. in so studios. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. That is my, yeah. my, yeah. my that's why I work there, because I'm like, I want to do this forever. And I have a couple wow. of friends who've been like, I have some, this is so crazy, you know, when that happened. I met the my ex, who was the one who taught me about lucid mm. dreaming. Mm. He's been, uh, I haven't seen him for two years, and he's been working on a project of how to cleanse water. So he's making devices who are like uh, positive energy giving to water, and he wants to install it in like different fabrics so that everything that plants comes with like positive water mm. but he doesn't exactly is, because this is, is the thing if you go into a negative if you go into if you have plants in a negative room they will die much faster and if you have plants with a room that is full of good energy that mm. means good thoughts good words like whatever good vibes you know so he's been working on that and he comes in and meets me for coffee and i tell him that i've been floating and he's like oh joe rogan joe rogan is like a, you know him He's mm, like a, mm. yeah. So he's been he's he has installed his own floating tank in his basement because he loves floating. That's what he does, yeah, and he talks true. a lot about yeah. yeah so yeah, Joe does a lot. Yeah. So my ex is like, yeah, you know, I've been working on this plan, and I don't know what to do. And I was like, why don't you start a floating center in Ålesund? Because that's where yes. we met, and that's where he's from. Brilliant. Start a floating center in Ålesund. I can help you with my Oslo connections and all the dudes that are doing it here. Wow. And as he said, yeah, I'll think about it. And then five days later, I post a, a video of Joe Rogan talking about floating on my Facebook. 
And another okay. friend of mine from Ollison is saying, oh crap, I have this health studio and we have a whole room that is made for floating tanks, but mm. I don't have the time or the energy mm. to, uh, to actually go through it. And I'm like, ha ha lul, because I know a dude who just doesn't have the space or the money, but has the time and energy. And then somebody from a city, uh, from a neighbor city, post, is posting on my, somebody I don't know, Oh, cool, floating. We just opened the center here. We would love to help you. So suddenly there were five people jumping on the project that I just mentioned for him. Mm. So I, like every week now, I'm sending him like text and I'm like, get get the stick out of, you know, okay, come on, just do it now. We have, I started you a whole movement for so, you. So wait, this is just Joe, like, because just of witching the in, in the path for you, you know. Because of you posting something uh, or a podcast that Joe Rogan did, of the floating, of yeah. floating. people That's just came together. Everything. That kickstarted a five people movement on opening you a center. Definitely right, Joe Rogan. I'm gonna help but you. I'm gonna but let that's Joe thing, Rogan you know? know about this. That's what I wanted to say was with the lucid dreaming. You know, when mm. you're told that yeah. when you're in a lucid dream, you can make stuff move mm. by thinking about it because yes. the fantasy that is what has been helping with, with being a fucking witch. That is why mm. things are magical. That is why I can feel energy and are manifesting mm. for real. Because that is what you do. You make yourself believe in your lucid dreams oh, that you can move stuff. It. And no, when you're you. in real life, if I still like, I constantly do this. If I don't know if this is a dream or not, because I've been sitting and trying to move that plant ever since I got yeah. here. Yes. You know what I mean? Wow. And that's how you talk to people and all that. And to, you just put your energy in it. And that is why I was crying all Friday because after I piece that day, practice, I put my all my energy into one project. And in the end of it, I was just standing and holding, like, as if I took all the energy I had, put it there, and just hold it there. So when it, I take it, took it back to myself, mm. I just crushed totally, because then I used it up. Mm. But well done but that the is project, how the, by the way, the Oslo Urban Peace League <sighs> and the International Peace League. What's that? What's that? I think, I what think that uh, uh, of what we had... And Can this is the first time we started. Yes. Yeah. I like an agenda for you. It's yeah. a lot of you want to say. I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> man. It's just so much. You do so much. Thank also, you thank so you. much for kickstarting the floating. Yeah. Okay. For sure. Yes. Very, very good. Well so we can uh, invite people to go float after starting all this. But you have to talk <gasps> about the morning beat project because that is the morning beat project. Are we going to start? Are we going to morning beat project? Yes. Please. Okay. So what is morning beat project? Uh, yes, I can tell you that before Peace Week. <laughs> we have the time. Morning oh Beat is um, so Morning Beat is for uh, addiction, and uh, uh, this is because for two years ago I met the, I met some people who just come came from London, and they said that they were at the morning rave party. But once a year, this morning rave party in London, they arranged something called Cado Puddle. Mm-hmm. And Cado Puddle was an mm-hmm. event where they came in. They the only the, the only thing they had to do was to lay next to each other and then they fell asleep like fifty people on the floor at the warehouse they fell asleep but they were into each other mm. and they did that because of uh, people who struggled with addiction so they mm. wanted to give the social and the physical and the touch and mm. just love yeah. even through people that you don't know so you constantly knew that you had support because the problem is that when you've been to a rehab you know you come out and you don't know anyone you don't know mm. friends that you don't have family and you're alone person. and loneliness is mm. what gives you addictions yeah. and this yeah. is every addiction this is also addiction to other people to other love to whatever to not being safe to switching yourself bad to eating bad 
everything. Yeah. So mm. it's an addiction project, yeah. first of all. I'm not announcing it like that, but that is what it is for me. Can yeah, I just yeah. tell you some 10 seconds? Yeah. I used to work at this place called uh, Pesho 2, yeah. uh, and a lot of it was a lot of like um, people who were addicted to heroin and crystal meth and crack and stuff that mm. would come in there. Yeah. And uh, a lot of them <clears throat> came in sober sometimes and didn't take drugs. And all they would say is, I just don't know what to do. I'm alone outside there. Yep. And all they needed was some love. Yeah, mm. exactly. That's a good point. So that is Get what it to. is. It's yeah. uh, it's about, because, you know, we hug each other. It's such a safe environment. I've never experienced anything like it before. Mm. I cry every morning bit because it feels safe. We have, so we had like, on okay. Technoflash, we mm. had seven children. You know that everyone's sober. You know that the, <clears throat> the, 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 the smile on their face is 100% real. You can feel it. How can it. I find this? How, where can I find this and sign up? Uh, it's Morning Beat at uh, Facebook. We okay. have an event 10th of, 10th of October uh, that's coming up now. Yeah, so, um, so that is, that, that is and, and, and you know, that people make real connections. Mm. Because when I meet, uh, I've met so many people, they don't even know who I am, but I was out on Saturday, and it was my first time out in a month, because mm. I have been home working so hard on the peace project. So I, have it, so I dressed up really nice, wow. and I got properly high. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, uh, and I was just like dancing in a good mood. Mm. I had 10 people coming over. Mm. Are you the morning boot lady? What you do, thank you, thank you. We're so grateful, and it's so real, so much more real than than anything I've ever experienced. And they put, and then the DJs are also like, you know, they're like, we've played at after parties before at this time, but people waking up on the dance floor together. What time do people wake up? It's six thirty. We start the music. But this is the thing, you know what's happening? Because somebody told me that I, I can't get up as early, I can't get up this early. Somebody told me yesterday, and I said. But uh, when, sometimes when you travel, you book early flights. Uh, yes? Yes, it's suited. So, so I'm like, okay, so you can't get up early. Yes, but when you're traveling, you know, you're excited and all that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, but that is what I'm giving you by it's putting your alarm on 5.15. Mm-hmm. I give you that cribbling, that excitement. I feel it myself when I, when I go to Morning Beat. I put the alarm on and I'm like... Mm. Exactly. So wow. the experience you know? yeah, of the that, Morning Beat the starts with the alarm clock going already. off and that's when... Yes. Mm. Exactly, and I've been thinking about I, I need to market market uh, yeah. yeah. uh, yeah. that somehow, and mm. that is the experience that you get. Because that, and and also you get that feeling of accomplishment because then you did it, you came in time, so you get you get that effort, uh, and then you have the hugging, the physical touch, which is one hundred percent safe. And what we do, we screw up our sex life and our physical contact life because we party too much. People mm. have mm. sex on drugs or on alcohol mm. yeah. all the time. Yeah. You know when I stopped practicing mm. that? Three years ago. It okay. took me like seven months to get into a routine of having sober sex when understanding that. Mm. Not that I was not in partnerships or whatever, yeah, yeah, but it yeah. was always like, you know, we went out mm. for one glass mm. of wine, even that already. Mm. And I talked to other people, I started having that conversation. Mm-hmm. like, mm. when did you have sex? In, you know, if sober. you're not in a relationship, mm. when did you have sex sober? Mm. 100% sober. Okay. When was it with mm. the person that you had a longer conversation with when was it with the person that you actually you know yeah. and then you you know yeah. then you can go into like the tantra practice and all of that and <laughs> this is what you know this is what consciousness is it's mm. the safety of even touching each other mm. so that is and then i'm like this for money people don't know this you know this what this is my reasoning for it so i know me and Ayun, we know what we're doing mm. we're creating a whole new movement of openness and like we know what this is 
But people who are coming in, not everyone knows this because if I will tell them, they will say, oh, but we don't like changing that much. So mm. we're slowly like manipulating people to change because Whoa. it's fun and because it's playful. Oh, and there's breakfast and juice and it's yes. all... That's the thing also, you know, if you're your immediate, it's okay, it doesn't matter, you can meet, eat meat whenever, whatever you want, but mm -hmm. we're only serving ecological vegan food, uh, and then, okay, you don't know what kombucha is, great, okay, this mm. is the only thing we serve today, so you have to try it, okay, you don't know what the cocoa water is, so we're giving, we're like marketing out like good projects as well, so we're trying to get people to think that you don't have to go and buy a cheap Hansa when you're out partying, because... And the next project is, I want to do something that is called 50-50, but I'm maybe going to go to Oslo Commune to help. But I want to create like packages of like power balls and nuts and smoothies and uh, like uh, cider or the kombucha or cocoa water. And I want to sell them out to big clubs and say, just have a trial. Just have it in your bar. Yeah, because if people start thinking about uh, drinking mm -hmm. cocoa water on my parties, they will maybe go to the villa and they will get fucked up, but they will see the cocoa water. Maybe they will buy that instead of the alcohol. Mm -hmm. And we can charge the same price yeah. and even more mm -hmm. because people don't care about the money. It's yeah. about how you feel later. Yeah. And if you, if you can do that, then we're talking about, you know, I'm not like I'm a wine sommelier. That is what I've been doing. I love my alcohol. I love my wine. Mm. Uh, I have a problem with it almost, mm. you know. Yeah. But I'm not saying that we should. But we should drink and practice consciously yeah. everything. We yeah. should start thinking about it a little bit. Yeah. But people don't do that. You, I can't tell people buy this and not buy that. You need to like, you know. Mm. I I haven't had alcohol for two years. Did that Same happened here. to me. Mm. Well, really, what yeah. well, How did it happen to you? It was just uh, a, it was just, it was a small choice. I just kept. Oh, okay, okay. Because okay. Um, I started focusing more on training. I didn't start drinking before I was twenty-two. Uh, and when I was mm. thirty, I went to this ten-day vipassana retreat. Um, and after that, I think I played with thought, and then I decided because one day I was out in town, and I took um, two glasses of beer. And then three days later, when I was about to train, I didn't have energy. Yeah. I was just like, it was, the feeling was still in my body. I could feel that I was like sloppy. Yeah. And then I was like, I want to focus on training. So I just, it was that little thing. Um, well, yeah. How do you feel now? I feel great. I'm like, later. What's the differences you feel? Um, I don't actually remember being drunk yeah. at the moment. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, that's um, one of the things. For me, it was just like I took, okay, so two years ago, I took ayahuasca. And uh, all of a sudden, after that, alcohol just doesn't work, or it works, but it's mm. very, very intense on my body. And um, I've tried it like here and there, like a little bit of wine or beer, mm. but I get a react, some sort of an allergic reaction almost to it. Yeah. Mm. Um, but that's just my thing. I, I didn't do it like out of choice. This is a weird one, but anyways, um, goddamn. Okay, mm. so. Morning beat. Yes, come. And coconut come, water. Come, come. What we're going to do, this perfect thing in January, is going to blast. And then the, this is what's so, so cool about morning beat. Also, I don't have all the fucked up rules about the alcohol and the, and the restrictions about it. And, and so I can so, actually oh, focus there, on doing the events. Mm -hmm. And what is cool, I think there's only one good event maker in the city right now. And it's Tade from the Budesals Cup. That's the only person that is doing in-city mm. events that are cool and that are like on top. He's doing the scene. He's uh, he's uh, and and I've seen him starting to manipulate the scene now as well. And I love that he's doing that. He came out as a, <coughs> a, a, a he's always been gay, 
but he came out like really publicly this year and I see that his parties are getting more and more multisexual. He's blending the crowd. So he started with taking all the party people with him. He made it really, really cool. So now it's a hit thing. And now he's inviting everyone else because the mm-hmm. events are actually attracting mm-hmm. and, the, and the bookings are attracting. So he's doing that. That is in the, under the bridge. Fuck me, I'm sorry. But from 2 <laughs> to 11, yeah. it, was, it was like being somewhere else. He made the whole scene look perfect, and it wasn't like it wasn't techno or anything. He had artists, he had bands coming in, and one of them was like a unisex, multisexual, like sex boys uh, that was a little bit over the top crazy. And the whole experience was amazing. And then you had the good cup, which is like always good. You have one or two cochlear drinks. You have enough toilet. You have enough toilet paper. Everything is made so that you will feel comfortable. It's comfortable, clean. It's, comfortable, clean. Comfortable, clean. it's safe. The good cup. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. And Tarja is, uh, yeah, he's mm. making it. Really, really, really good. I'm so like every time I meet him. Last time as well, I stopped him like maybe four times. I'm like, I can't believe that you're doing it. I see what you're doing. I see exactly what you're doing, and you're actually you're doing it so good. I'm such a newbie. I don't mm-hmm. know anything. Could he be sort of like a mentor for the festival project in that case? I think maybe we can yeah? uh, ask him for that. Yeah, of course. Just like because uh, uh, what he's doing is amazing. I would love to work with him. Yeah. I was so sad when I had to say no to him. You know how how big yeah. of a thing. And the thing is that he didn't call Paul. He called me to ask me if we wanted to open Morningate for the mm. first Grefsen festival. And mm. he wanted me to make a whole parade mm. from the Grefsen Kolnebakken. He wanted to collect all the morning people and just dance our way up wow. and just smash it. And we had opening s- act. I really, really wanted to do it. But then Paul was like, but they're obviously going to do so much because it's like a little bit like an MDMA party that has been known mm. for uh, the Dugudes Cup. And that's all fine, but we were not strong enough in the sober concept mm. to pull mm. it through, to make it safe enough or yeah. to actually promise that it's going to be that safe. So we had to say no. And I hate it because Taddy is such a, like, you know, he came to, and he, play, he played at Morning Beat mm. under the yoga festival, seven in the morning on a Saturday. <coughs> he came in and he played with his uh, colleague and mm. they had a 13 hour party at the uh, Rocky Pella later. <laughs> and he still Jeez. came and played and they loved it so much because the people go crazy. There was a lot of like yoginis at that party. Mm. So like, you know, I have a friend who's Tantra body worker and he has his two yoga friends and they all dressed up and down to like, they were standing in like a man wolf position and just owling for uh, Tari and Philip because they played so well. So he stopped the whole party when they were done. He played 15 minutes over time and then he stopped and then he went from and he said, Love all of you and everyone here who wants to join us for the party at Rockefeller, who is actually sold out. Sign yourself on the list, and I put everyone on there. So he invited the whole charade to go oh, to wow. his party <laughs> off charge because he was like, You guys are crazy. This is so oh, sick. Oh, wow. Oh, I love it. Yes. So we're going to use uh, all of this. Can we do experience. a tank to start? Stop there. Can we get, yes, a, can we get a floating get tank to, to stop? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Yeah, you should get it. Let's get a floating tank in our house. We were thinking, I was thinking about that. Yeah. Let's like all chip in and get a floating tank in the house. Can you guys we're, send the tank to Copenhagen too? <laughs> oh. you have, yeah, there's actually nicer, I think. How much, how much is a floating tank? Yo. Uh, I don't know. 
20,000. You have to, it's like a ton temperature thing and you have to cleanse it. You can buy some pretty advanced. I'll look into it like when I into back then. Uh, like you can get some pretty advanced one that cleans themselves and... Yeah, but the one that we have that cleans itself, we would just push a button okay. and it goes yeah. through. How, how long are you going to stay here for right now? Like in, in this house? In this like apartment? How many min more minutes? Um, oh my god, I gotta take your brains before you leave. Please. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need to go in like 20 minutes. Oh my god, 20 minutes! Alright, make a chance to meet again, I guess. So yeah, we're, we're gonna we're, meet. Yes, what yes, we're yes. also discussing at we're all going is to this <laughs> festival at Stadt. Okay. Because you know Otto? Yeah. He lives, he wants to live at Stadt. And mm -hmm. I came home yesterday from Stad, and I've been visiting the place he lives. I've been visiting Magnus, uh, Ludwig's brother, and the guy, <laughs> yeah, yeah, out at Holdevik, this surf place. Whoa! And it's... it's yeah, with Otto? Yeah, yeah, with Otto. Otto, Otto. I Otto, But it's this beautiful, magical place. Uh, oh, all the way to the west is mm. where Mariana comes from. Yeah, yeah. that's really raised. random. He came and visited me a couple of uh, no a week ago actually now today. Yeah, is it a week ago? Is. He came and visited me and we met each other once at the festival. And this is funny because everyone I met at Midnight Sun that I didn't meet that was there, I keep on meeting them. This whole year, every time I come in a connection with someone, we end up with being like. Oh, we were at Midnight Sun. We didn't meet, but you know, Here we are. it's uh, we it like yeah, the two the two guys that I've been seeing the last uh, month, all but both of them were at Midnight Sun. Mm. Can't remember seeing them ever, but it's like this yeah. this bond that you get. Yeah. And he came and he started pitching because uh, uh, my uh, my partner and oh my, my God, uh, yeah. colleague <laughs> and the girl that I work with on all of my projects is amazing. She did the Sershon Festival. If you were there, Sershon. Yeah. So uh, she's really, really good. Ayun is this perfect asset to have. Yeah, yeah. And we're bonding now so heavily. It's like we knew that we were the same, but now we, we've clashed because we're too much the same. But now that we're working so hard together, mm. it's starting to be like a balance. We know how to talk to each other. We oh respect each other as women. It's perfect. When Pera comes and pitched her for Stadt Festival, and I'm like, I, I, I grew up there. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. So I want to make this uh, yes. surf festival with uh, eco-food profile. So everything we serve there is going to be picked either in the ocean right off the coast or it's going to be picked inland and everything is going to be eco. Uh, if you want vegan, we're going to serve vegan, but everything's going to be seafood. And there's not going to be any slaughter, there's not going to be any... No animals are going to suffer for this. But the idea is to make this eco-vegan festival, surfing festival, with a conscious reggae profile. So the music is going to be like Scandinavian conscious reggae, maybe one or two international. We have been talking to a band called Gaudi. Uh, they're making kind of reggae, electro, I don't know, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. fusion reggae, but that kind of beat. Paul wants to come and play. Mm -hmm. uh, can we ask Ot if he wants we to can come and play? Ask Ot to, uh, can Paul, we? Paul White. Paul yes. White. Paul White. And yeah, DJ. Yeah. Oh, he's Seeing a he's a he's a superstar. Superstar. That's what DJ Paul is. Paul is a superstar. He just got a job at CEO at this Katapult Center. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So and if Paul is amazing, this is what I'm saying. When I'm calling Paul, we every conversation that we have is goosebumps. 
And as we can talk for 20 minutes, he's oh like, really, really, really. So he wants to come and play at this of festival. Of course, he, he asked me if he could come and play some tunes at Jesus this festival. Jesus, oh my God. I said, Paul just saved the date. And he said, sure. Of this course, room. this is what Paul is <laughs> doing. Why are you guys? And then we <laughs> got this. <laughs> we got a Swedish band called Gläsbygden. We've been talking to them, and they're very enthusiastic. Um, we've been talking to some of the best chefs. And they're very enthusiastic. They want to My come God, and really. prepare fresh seafood and make this festival happen. So Dude, everyone we've you, been man. talking to have said yes. Mm. And so it, the date yeah, is the twentieth of June until twenty mm. fourth, June twentieth oh, to twenty fourth. So it's Wednesday until Sunday. It's mm. midsummer. It's midsummer, yes. So it's going to be the midsummer festival at Stad, one of the most beautiful places I think in the world. Mm. Um, it's actually we've been yeah. talking about this road. Stuff is actually the end of the road. Yes, it's the end of the world <laughs> because we we were discussing this earlier that every road in the world is connected to other roads. Yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah, yeah, like, yeah, Every yeah, road yeah, is connected yeah. to another road. Yeah, that's right. But when you come down to Holdevik, mm-hmm. the road stops. So you go down to the end of the road in Holdevik. So literally, all roads in the world lead to this place. Because all the roads are connected, and this is where the road ends. So it's the end of the world, <laughs> basically. <laughs> oh my god, man. Okay. So how is it? Like, is it going to be... It's not going to be this year. Next year. No, it's, yeah, it's going to be next year, next June. Um, it's going to be invite-only festival. We're going to invite around 300... 350 people. Oh my um, god, this will be at So we want to share our visions and goals and we want to people to have shared experiences while doing what they want to do so if you want to surf you go surf but if you want to go pick food with the chefs you do that Mm -hmm. if you want to go climb in the mountains you do that if you want to go collect eggs from the quail coop you do that if you want to go play with the rabbits you can go do that if you want to see how we collect milk from sheep you can do that everything we can do so whatever you want to do whatever you want to experience we will let you have that experience and then make it really accessible make everything accessible very basic so very low threshold into any activity you of your choosing you can do whatever you want we're gonna have yoga we're gonna have breath work we're gonna have mantra singing sessions so people can learn very basic skills and then we're gonna have free meals collective meals and this is i think one of the important parts of the festival that People come together for a shared meal experience and they talk about what they have done so far during the day. They have this shared meal and then they go out again to whatever they want to do until next meal and they can share experiences and they can, if you want to surf before lunch but then go in the mountain after lunch, you do that. So all these experiences are available at all times and... Mm -hmm. So is, like, is this called like the science of breaking bread? Do you like? Do you have any sort of like take on that? Yeah, for sure. I think that the meal is the most important ritual in any family. Okay. So it's where you can gather, as I say, after whatever you have done during the day, mm. you come to a shared meal around the table, and you talk about what you have been doing. Yeah. You share your experiences 
with the others and you yeah. listen to what they have been doing mm. and you inspire the others yeah. to do what you have been doing and you yeah. get inspired by the others to try new stuff and get out of your comfort zone because we're going to have all experiences available mm. and you come if you can see this as some kind of dynamic wave where the meal is where it starts at breakfast and all the people after breakfast go out and do whatever they want to do yeah yeah yeah, so yeah, like yeah. Th there's this wave going out and then coming back to lunch connecting knowledge together yes yeah. okay okay cross pollination yeah, yeah. 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 and yeah. then you go out is there science dinner. behind it or like or uh, i think it's just shared vision around amongst yeah. the group here oh, yeah, yeah probably yeah. some science around it but yeah, yeah. this is just I feel like this is a form of breaking bread right now, like the, the thing. What is that? Mm. What was it you made? Uh, that's that's actually Magdalena's energy balls. Oh my god, that was so good. Yeah, yeah, that, was, yeah, yeah breaking bread. that was kind of like breaking bread right now. They have to be on the festival. Yeah, yeah Magdalena, she... Well, what's she called? Fikus Passion. Fikus Passion. Fikus Passion. This is Magdalena's energy mm. balls. Oh. They're amazing. Yeah. yeah. You just, I think you can just like, uh, get it on the internet as well. Just like you can, but they're, they're really nice to make themselves actually. My ex did that all the time. He was yeah. making like uh, mm. for Christmas instead of like mashup and sausages, is that what you call them? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so he made like uh, like uh, power ball sticks. Oh, it's wow. uh, nuts, daddles, um, mm. some fruit you want and yeah. just make it uh, sticky, sticky and then nice. Yeah, and then you freeze it and then you God just... God bless uh, energy balls and God bless... But food is amazing because that's the only the only one thing that we all have in common. Exactly. About the that food. is where you make that connection, you know? Yeah. Back to the food and the food concept of this festival is that yeah, yeah, yeah. food is the energy that we take in. And mm -hmm. I think we have lost our connection to what that actually means because Norway is the country in the world that eats most frozen pizzas, I think. Mm. Yeah. And we have some... We actually have some great food traditions, but we have forgotten them. Mm. And we've forgotten that food is mm. essentially free, that we can pick food in the ocean, that we can right now go and harvest mushrooms from the forest. We can, there's like all kinds of food everywhere in nature and it's year round. Maybe in the winter it's a little bit harsh, in yeah. Norway, but the climate is changing, so I'm optimistic as to what we can do. Yeah, mm. um, I, I definitely do believe in adaptation of environment more than anything else. Like adaptation of environment, understanding what's invasive, yes. and go for that. And like, it, and I, don't you, don't you believe in some sense? I don't know. Like for me, I think about this all the time, and my conclusion after like studying nutrition and all these types of things for like more than like six seven years now i've come to this point of realization that human beings might just be that species that evolve when they try out different things and just do mm. variety and tests of mm. here and there and yeah. sort of like that's how so, you grow new brain cells yeah so there's yeah. something about the human beings and their capacity to do that more than other species yeah creating yeah so yeah, dude, that is definitely. I'm so. What what was it, what's it, is it like a name for a project? 
for what project? This mm. festival? Yeah, yeah, festival. We are working on Orion's Dream. I uh, think Orion's it's uh, Dream? Orion's Dream. Orion's Dream. Oh, uh, can I ask very quickly, what was Orion's uh, power? Uh, yeah. What was Orion's power? Yeah, it's an archetype. Yeah, it's one of the archetypes in it. Maybe not one of the... What is the whole thing? The Orion is the star constellation. So it's, mm. you can see the Orion star constellation in the sky. Yeah. But the myth is one of the earliest myths or god stories, um, mm. hero stories from ancient Greece. Mm. Mm. From even before um, the cities formed, you had this agriculture pre... pre what do you call that? The archaic Greek states. Mm. So the Orion story is a story about a giant, a hunter, mm. but he's ruthless to nature and he doesn't really adapt his behavior to nature. Oh. Mm. Mm. So he's uh, he's in some of the myths his, uh, stories he's called like one of the yeah, ruthless hunters and he kills. He he's trampling even eggs, which is a really stupid thing. To do yeah. because you could kill a bird, but if you destroy the egg, mm. there is not going to be a harvest next year. There's no going to, not going to be any birds next year. So Orion is this ancient mythical giant figure who is ruthless to nature, and so in the end, Hera sends a scorpion, and the scorpion kills Orion. And you can see also in the sky you have Scorpio and you have Orion. So the these myths are written in the stars, literally, because mm. you have the Scorpio constellation, you have the Orion constellation, mm. you have Tyres, you have all these different mm. stories written in the sky. Yeah. Or were they written in the sky and then became stories? Exactly. So people have been sitting around the campfire yeah. for thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Since, <laughs> since we started existing and before us our relatives I don't know what we descended from but whoever was before us have been sitting under the same stars and as our capacity to wonder about nature and communicate our thoughts mm. develop mm. we made stories, narratives about the stars which we sat under every day around the fire which was the safe place where you had the entire clan the family you had uncles aunts you had near and more distant relatives around the campfire mm. under the stars telling stories and those stories created and developed the world so you had this so you can imagine you see this big bull in the sky if you have this vision of a bull in the sky, the Taurus constellation, and you tell this story about the great bull for thousands of years, and mm. this narrative becomes strong in, in people's minds, they think maybe we can control the wild bull out in the fields, maybe we can, we can master the bull. So you have this Aurok, this uh, ancient bull race that lived in Europe. It's Now it's um, uh, extinct, but from these, we have been designing by um, selective breeding. We have designed all the cattle that live today and all sheep and all goats. So we have been for at least 10,000 years been designing 
what kind of farm animals we want mm. to have. So even if you have an animal that gives a lot of milk, you want to keep her and mate with yeah. maybe, yeah. So I don't know where we started from, but it's, <laughs> yeah, these stories yeah, in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you, you, all right, you have this story, people sitting under the fire telling stories about mm. what they can see in the sky and discussing what is possible to do. And you have this Im imagination and you discuss ideas and then you materialize those ideas. Mm. Hence Orion. Well, Orion's this dream. Orion's dream. This, uh, yeah. Orion's dream. Mm. So, uh, yeah, that's the festival. Mm. Mm. But that's it. That's it. What's the, that's the umbrella of the Orion's dream? The, oh, the uh, umbrella is uh, Orion's Hage, Garden of Orion. Garden of Orion is the umbrella, which mm. is the main sort of like, would you say, yeah, umbrella is better than a company. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, I would say it's an umbrella. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. is I want to create an what organization. Is that exactly? it, it's a company yeah. that wants to allow a lot of freedom and to whoever wants to come and create something but need the safety to and mm. space to do that. So oh, we want to create like okay. a community where you can come and where food is free or cheap, everything is... You can just do what you want to do and follow your own dream and we will support to try to make those things happen. So here with us today, yes. now we have uh, Robin and Mariana and we have this common dream that we want to create the festival and stuff and we have a lot yeah. of different experience. Mm -hmm. And I, I know that if they are free to do what they have to to choose their own teams mm. to do their stuff mm. and I'm free to choose my team when it comes to food and yes. the things I know because I don't know how to organize a festival or to choose the DJs but these mm. people or Mariana she's been mm. working with that for mm. a long time but I know a lot about food and about a lot about chefs so mm. I want to combine good music yeah. and good food That's I shouldn't worry together. about the music and she shouldn't yeah. worry about the food but I know right. that the music is in and great hands with the designing and the capturing of everything oh, okay. so it's just like is then we can just like you know all float yeah, exactly. So that we have it uh, captured, so that we have uh, that. Exactly. Nice. And Ryan's dreams would be the festival, the festival. expressing the culture okay. behind the company. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Wait, you're gonna, you're not gonna leave right now, are you? Soon, but uh, we'll see each other okay. again. Okay. This is like this is part one of the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this is okay. The yeah, podcast, is, yeah, the podcast. Uh, I just usually just play, so it just goes, and then like people just figure out it's it's on yeah. but like yeah pretty much i i want to like i have a bunch of questions i want to say one thing and then i have a bunch of questions okay sorry can i do that yes you have a really like good uh, like uh, podcast um host yes. role yeah. yes really yeah, yeah you are you really have like, i was a... on the radio for the first time like two weeks ago and uh and uh, you know they were a little bit more skeptic to me so i held back like what do you drink at morning bit and i'm like no, uh, no, well coffee no, yeah 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 that's uh, the radio uh, stuff brilliant. is over yeah. dab dab is the most ridiculous like spending i've ever encountered upon you know what that is? Digital no. analog broadcast? Okay, so we literally, guys, FM has shut down, all right? Mm. The government in Norway has said, hey, 
Let's make it more equal in this country and make it digital and spend billions of tax dollars and make this happen in a great way. So they shut down FM. Everybody in the world has FM and AM and they shut it down and they did digital animal broadcast thing. Wow. Dab. 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 And everybody in their car had to change radio. We, I, I used to work at Radio Nova at my own show because of, you know, we had Norwegian rules and whatnot. Can I just tell you something? Okay, so I have this crazy idea. This really intense idea I've been keeping in my mind, uh, and like I, it has to be with somebody who does floating, okay. specifically. Mm. Okay, so I've been doing my masters in, with virtual reality and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Okay, so I heard a TED podcast a, a few months ago about like uh, these people who go in space, all right, and uh, all of a sudden oh. something in their brain shifts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Something they they get lit. There's something in their brain just shifts chemically, and they get a bigger understanding of the world, Are and they sort of connect. Yeah, it's a TED VR talk thing. Well, no, this is okay. Yes, I'm. This is what You're I'm going to talk about. VR floating. Yes. Okay. That's brilliant. So check this out. I want to do this experiment. I would like this experiment to take place, but instead of like the people in TED Talk to shoot others in space which is unlikely to happen mm-hmm. you, you can't 8 billion people up in the space no, no, that's not gonna work but what's gonna work is a floating tank in a VR glass yeah and the simulation of space yes. with head yeah. moni- with like monitors yeah. to like uh, sort of like uh, um, track what's happening to your chemical state and your hormones yeah. and everything uh, with your heart rate and whatnot, so do a full body check and mm-hmm. do the trial over and over again and see yeah. if you get the some sort of a result out of that. Mm-hmm. Because my oh my, if that happens, you know, crazy things. That would be really, yeah. really cool. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? You, you think yes, cool that's idea? the quick quiz we're looking for. You okay. know, we're talking a lot with my friend. Uh, I have let's say crazy wood lady friend. She's amazing. And she was talking a lot, like, you know, how she would do it. She would just sit in trees and just, like, start shooting, yeah, like, yeah, like LSD shots on people who go by. So that, you know, they go in the woods, they're stupid, and then you do the quick fix, and they're like, okay, go on, have a higher understanding. You know what I mean? And that is what uh, you're looking for. You're looking for things that are doing a higher understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so uh, what do we need to who do we need to get into this project to do it properly uh, okay. do you want it to be like okay so it, this is it like to be written this down is gonna, and all this, that right yeah well I was thinking uh, Stincef Adapa 360 which uh, has like the entire hub of like virtual reality projects in the first place this guy called Ali something's in Syria I'm gonna soon yeah. do uh, he does like virtual reality goggles and whatnot. He is trying, I'm trying to get him to introduce me with light VR headsets that mm-hmm. could work in a floating tank in the first yeah. place, okay? 
and if that happens, uh, have Stinseth come and plug things that are also comfortable and like sort of wireless mm -hmm. and could take in like uh, or track yeah. data of your body mm -hmm. inside the VR tank, uh, inside the floating tank. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, <laughs> this is so cool. Okay, so you think it's a, it's yeah. a thing? Oh, I, I think, think it's really, really cool. So, I think that's the next step. I'll yeah. get it to my boss. Yeah, but that's okay. That's that's the side. I just wanted to tell you that. Yeah, okay, but listen, okay, I just okay, want to okay. get back to you because you want to leave, and I, I don't want you to leave, but you want to leave. So. <laughs> ah. All right. Uh, this is um, a beautiful scene. Just like um, the movie right here. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I've never met. Like, this is intense. You Thank like you. behind like every single thing that's happening in the city. I feel like no, I feel like morning only beat one is like only twenty percent so far. <laughs> so it's morning. I'm not room. there yet, but I'm trying to get I'm my. You know how so I dance lately? I dance like this, and I've been thinking that's the wish thing happening. You know, you're trying to you're trying to get the energy spin, and then you try to control the energy within your hands. Yeah. And then when I like stop dancing, I'll be like. And yes. then it, so is it just, you know, the collection of it. That's how you yes. uh, start with the city as well. Yes. Yes. Mm. You start with here and then it spreads out yeah. like clockwork. And then it is mm. Right? Right? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. So I collect the uh, energy that I get mm. and then I put it into myself and then I just push it out in something. I swear to God. But, but okay. It's funny you say that because mm. you're doing floating. Okay. First things first. Don't you think that Anybody who has ever meditated or like ever done psychedelics or anything, just put them in a full tank. Don't yeah. you think that's enough? To for, sorry, just for, for the full tank? Yeah, just put a person in the beginning. In the full tank. Yeah, yes, and of course. All those other things will be more understandable. Yes, but it's about what, I, what I've been telling you guys. It's about, I believe, and there's so many more concepts that are opening up now that are designed to make for people more conscious. Yeah. And that is, uh, floating is one of them. And that yeah. is like one of the experiences yeah. that are really nice. That's why I recommend it to people as well. Yeah. I'm like, just try it three times. You don't have to do anything. Just try it. And no then you breathing, see. No breathing. And just then you just it. see. Just, yeah. Yeah, just like see how it works for you. And Because yeah. yes, it does give you uh, a lot more uh, that. And then you have, you know, the psychedelics, of course, also. Um, but yeah. most of all, I think it's like constantly uh, yeah. doing experiences like that. And virtual reality will be awesome. This is what Pandora Star is. People take that for 25 minutes to trigger so much to trigger it, yeah, and then they go into the floating tank. So it makes you easier. But if you actually had that uh, virtuality, and like you know, have, you have to have someone do the design, obviously, for I have what many is going to be shown. I have many crazy people yeah. that I know. Let's sit down. But mm -hmm. but like I wanted to get back to what you said. You said that like you did something. You you, you dance. You do work with yourself, and then mm -hmm. you spread it out into like things like that morning beat and cool, like yeah. all the other things that are cool. Yes, I see doing. it. I see it at, at it like that. Yes. So how much do you? How much would you say floating would implement in that? In this. In this that it has helped you to spread things out like that. So morning beat is one. We haven't even gone. I don't even know like the other ones. So, like people are telling me, okay, this is crazy. But floating yeah. makes me uh, makes me relax and makes me want to promote to keep my mind for myself. Okay. It was around because what I did, I went away for three months and I was gone alone and I didn't have so much contact with people. And that is the the understanding you get of how much you can, you know. I know. More than uh, more than ever, how much I'm doing the right decisions, and it's because I'm taking myself time to reflect 
And yeah. floating is what gives me try. It's like I call it forced upon water meditation. Because what happens wow. in the time yeah. is that you're forced to actually meditate. You're forced to actually take the time without yeah, any distractions. Because it's it's closed up. You're alone in the room. Uh, the lights are off. You you disappear and you don't you don't. This it's the safetyness of not being think that somebody will judge you or uh, look for you or whatever. You take the time to go and do this. You know what I mean. So that is how floating is at least for me. Because when I was gone for three months. I started thinking about what I've done for the last year and I always overwork myself because I'm passionate about whatever I do and I thought about it why did I leave and did I take the right decisions and I realized that even though I was working full-time and yeah. running two startup projects on the side yeah that is a lot of work and getting ready to travel for three months can I can I come to also and we do proper podcast there hmm. with you and who was they have, we have uh, that's what I was saying I was gonna podcast. ask you that okay we have podcast room oh in the what floating is the, what is it called yes, and I was thinking about it yesterday oh, wow. because there is a put and because I opened up and I was like oh What's yeah it it's called? a podcast it's called Carl Carl is it true? I've heard some rumors. I don't know if I should talk about it though. Okay. Should I say about I the know. people who have come there? Yeah, okay. Can I, can sure. I ask? Uh, Dennis McKenna? No, okay. uh, the other, not Dennis McKenna. Terrence? Not Dennis McKenna. His brother? His, his brother. Either. Was it Dennis McKenna, maybe? I don't know. Maybe it was Dennis McKenna. Okay, it was, a, it was a very famous guy. Very famous guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They came yeah. in. Yeah. In, the psych- in the psychedelic world. Yeah. yeah, that was the rumors, and then I, you know. I there's a lot of, uh, I've talked a little really? bit of it. There's a lot of like people What's you wouldn't accept. Name? I don't know the podcast uh, name. I asked him okay, the other okay, day okay. because uh, he's What's, having. What's his name? His name is Carl, and he's having like uh, his first uh, movie showing. It's about knowing how to die, I think it's called. Oh and uh, he, uh, we were talking yesterday, and he's getting the producer of this. Um, oh my God. To come and to uh, to do this movie, and he was talking that there were podcast things, and I understand now what he meant because he mentions it sometimes. But I think what happens is that he has a lot of friends like this, mm. and they call him. They're like, "Hey, Carl, you want to hang out the night that you're floating?" And then they float for like an hour or two, and then they go into the podcast room and talk Yo. about it. I think that Yo. that is what's going on. Can we do a double podcast, like a cameo podcast, where we like I do a podcast and you guys do a podcast at yeah. the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One day. Yeah. Oh man, I would love to do a podcast with you guys. Yeah. But I think maybe we should all go watch that movie. I don't I'm not like. I want to watch it. Because it's a. Uh, I've been thinking a little bit about it. But oh, now? it's the one on. Um, what is this? It was supposed What's to be it called? Week, uh, Knowing how to die. Is it something like is that? Is it Rocky No. Um, no, I don't know where they moved it, but I, oh, no, no, I'm dying to know. Dying Sorry. to know. <laughs> dying to know by produced by. And uh, the dude who's uh, done it, he's coming. Oh my God. Am I being invited to some sort of a Hollywood movie thing right now? No, but that's the superstar yeah, 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 now the, doing the, the urban thing. Yeah, yeah, Leary's son. Leary's son. It was like Leary's son. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for today. Thank you for listening to this episode of Funky Monkeys and Weird Wizards. If you would like to get more information on Mariana Bostrand, Peder and uh, Peder Kucheran Sture and Robin T. Svart, 
please follow the descriptions in the below section or the side sections or the left right section or whatever that you, you may have um this episode is mainly dedicated to my buddy man danny man for uh, um pretty much uh Accusing me for being a liar and telling me that I've not created a single podcast that relates with the description of what I'm trying to convey in the about section on the Facebook section of my part or podcast funky. But in this episode. I proved this, uh, Mr. Man, Danny Man, oh, Danny Man, very much wrong. Um, for more information about Mariana Bestrand and um, uh, Morning Beat, as she spoke, uh, I will put all that in the below section, or the side section, if you will. And uh, also to know what stumping is all about, that place uh stumpin is uh, another thing that she works uh, with she's a booking manager there i think stumpin is a place where all different types of uh, creative mind comes to focus and help each other and uh create stuff i don't know we'll put that in the description and you can learn more about that how about that so oslo floating floating center please visit their website uh, it's also in the description um there's a list of things like the Panastar, which we spoke about, and the VR goggles, I think, uh, available now too, which we spoke about, and the floating, Mr. Floating Tank, uh, um, Sir Carl, who runs the place, has a podcast called the Yugen Podcast, which is pretty good stuff, man. I've been listening to about three episodes, or about four, I think. And he does it with really cool people, like, for example, what's his name, man? Uh, Zach Leary. He has one episode with Zach Leary, which is very good. Um, he has one with uh, one of Tim, Timothy or Dennis McKenna's very good friends. I think he's a doctor, but it's a very good podcast, that one, too. Um, and, uh, yeah, if you live in Oslo, you can go there. I don't know. I have a story with this man. I uh, unfortunately I let a lot of people down, including this man, Mr. Carl, who runs Oslo Float. I I let him down. I'll get to that uh, cliffhanger for you to sort of ask. Oh, why? Why did Aryan let him down? I don't. You know, I don't think Carl even cares. Not uh, on his side to speak, but I don't care. But it's a letdown on my side, at least. I let him down. I uh, I was supposed to do something, I didn't meet up for it, and I let him down. It's a story that I'll get to when I have an actual conversation to sit down with Carl. And uh, I'll just give you the context of that. I basically uh, wanted to do something for Carl, and then I uh, I wanted to go to the floating center and float, and I didn't show up, and he messaged me, and... Uh, a bunch of things happen at the same time, family crisis, homotherapy crisis, and uh, so forth, and backwards and inwards. So I did not respond to his message. And then one day, I took a good amount of something called ketamine, 
and uh, I, as they like to call it, Ketamine Hold, or aka K-Hold, in the midst of me K-Holding and going downwards, I all of a sudden decided somehow to open the ignoring mess the message of trying to say hey like I'm not available I opened it but I did not respond so it was a Facebook and then all of a sudden I opened the messages and I'm I'm trying to type something but it's just kind of like keyboard smash like uh, Carl, I apologize. I will explain to you why all this happened and uh, why I let you down and I didn't speak for a while since April or something like that. And uh, for you, ladies and gentlemen, Peter Kucherom Stöder, the person who is the co-founder of Odeonshage, Odeons Festival as well, is um, also has his things on the, de- the description. And uh, my main man, Rubin T. Svard. Uh, which, by the way, these two gentlemen are going to be in a second part of episode two, or episode three, shall I say, uh, in which uh, it's just a conversation with these two gentlemen and I. So, wait for that, and uh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, this is about the end of... Uh, the podcast. I hope uh, you enjoyed it, and uh, I uh, hope to see you again tomorrow. Not tomorrow. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I'm a fucking slacky guy. Okay, I might come back tomorrow. I might not. I'm a goddamn toaster, tripped out toaster. Okay. Don't rely on my words. I'm a fucking flaky guy. That's what it is. I I say stuff. I say big words to people like Kim, people like Carl, and I don't do it. I'm that guy, man. I let people down. I talk to talk. I don't walk to walk. That's me, ladies and gentlemen. Learn a lesson. Don't fucking bullshit. If you're not going to walk. Or if you're going to walk, don't be an asshole. Just don't do anything. Just do it if you're going to take a goddamn spaceship... Put it under your seatbelt and fly above Jupiter in order to just do your own thing. Now go and think about that metaphor. My dear friends and brothers and sisters and brother men's and sister women's and um, transgenders, binaries, non-binary. Yeah, man, this is so good. We're in the podcast.